You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Tonight, I want to talk to you guys about vision. Vision is a message that's so near and dear to my heart. So when I was a business coach, I would notice that people were just looking for their next big break. And when they wouldn't get their next big break, they were saying, Stephen, I need to make a sale. I'm like, great, make a prospect list and go and call those people. And they say, okay, great. Next week they come to meet me and I say, what's your prospect list? Oh, I forgot to make that. But Stephen, I need to pay my bills. Steve, I said, okay, well, then go to networking events and meet new people so you can give your business card to then have a prospect list of who can use your services. Oh, okay, that sounds brilliant, great. Next week they meet with me. So how many networking events did you go to? Oh, you know what? Oh my gosh, that show is on. So I got caught up binge watching on Netflix. Have you seen that show? I'm like, fool, you're wasting my time. But they're not wasting my time because they're paying me. So I'm like, no, I haven't watched it. You want to watch it right now? Let's watch it. And later on, they'll come back to me and say, Stephen, I need to pay my bills. And they'll say, Stephen, how come my bills are not being paid? I've hired you as my business coach. Why am I not prospering? And I said, I said, well, what time out? I would tell you and give you advice on how to move forward with your business, even as simply as coming up with a prospect list. But the, the biggest thing I noticed is this, is that people well, I can give them the, the map, the blueprint, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the whole nine yards, but they won't do nothing because really they only want to survive and not thrive. So in that case, I told that person, hey, go get a job at Starbucks. Don't get a job with me. Don't do a business with me. For tonight, the biggest thing I've learned was people need vision. Say vision. Vision. See, when we have no vision, we don't move forward with whatever it is in life, be it in business, be it in a relationship, in a career path, be it whatever it is. When there is no vision, we perish. Say perish. Perish, perish, perish means perish like Houdini, vanish. Okay, that's perishing. And so here's a question I have for you tonight. Is anywhere in your life right now perishing? Is there any place in your health in your marriage, in your relationship, in your finances. What is there in your life right now do you feel is perishing? Maybe you're great at your finances, that's for me. But to be really honest, my health, not so much. That's why I got COVID and I was, honestly, praise the Lord, I was, there was eight people who got admitted to ICU, two of us survived. And they even told me to my face, the nurse told me, I was shocked you survived, you were like so obese. I was 292 when I went in there and uh, I have heart failure, I have kidney problems, I have high blood pressure, I have diabetic. So they said, Stephen, you have all the underlying issues that will cause you to die. Wow, you are still alive. <laughs> and so, but my, my finances is great. I remember before they, they gave me my, the mask to put me down and whatever else, I remember to one more thing, let me go ahead and just text my wife, I love her, and just, you know, all those stuff before, I, they had me sign things that you know you could possibly die. So whatever you need to take care of, we'll take care of for the next 10 minutes, we'll come back in here and put you under and put a big tube. 
And so I remember looking, I remember, remember one thing I was doing before I went down, I looked at my bank account. <laughs> and I was like, this means nothing right now. I looked at my money and I said, this means nothing. This is worthless. If I don't survive today, this is all nothing. So that's the reason why I'm so much more passionate about the church. I'm so much more passionate about people over programs, people over everything else. And my passion here tonight is the aspect of life. And I was told this in the past, and this nurse told me again, he's like, hey, I see you looking at your bank. Usually people be so busy making calls to their families and this and that and the other. <laughs> and here's a word he told me. Don't be so busy making a living, you forget to make a life. And so from that point, it just rocked me. So my vision has changed. Now, am I going to go into being a monk and be in poverty? Heck no. I'm always a hustler. <laughs> okay, I'm a businessman. But let me tell you this right now, okay? The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, it says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. That's straight from the Bible. Where there is no vision, the people perish. So I had a vision for my money. I had a vision for my business. I had a vision for all the stuff that I have. But I had no vision for my health. People say, do you want a six pack? I don't care about a six pack. Do you want muscle? I don't care about muscle. I just want money. Now, do I still want a six pack? I'm working on it, okay? <laughs> Listen to San Diego's suicide rate. San Diego. They interviewed uh, 89,000 stu college students in San Diego who are currently enrolled in undergraduate programs. San Diego right now has close to about, I think, 45, 48 uh, colleges and universities, junior colleges, small colleges, you know, just colleges in general. We have a lot of people, students. One out of 10 students attempted to be suicide. One out of 10 have attempted suicide. Right now, since COVID hit, 33% increase rate in San Diego County. It's a 33% increase rate. And that 33% increase is off of the people who have been in the hospitals. Not people who've, who've actually recorded whether they committed suicide, but the suicide rate is so much higher. So which means if you walk right now, two, four, six, eight, ten, so right now we can say at least one person in this room in the last 10 years has at least attempted or been close to. According to the statistics, one person, one person has possibly almost attempted. My friends, this is true stuff. Suicide is a real thing. My friends, what causes suicide? Sure, there's a mental health aspect of things where people get mental health and you know just have a lot of chemical imbalance. But in reality, according to San Diego.gov, because they're talking about how do you help people or recognize people who are suicidal, is they're depressed. They have lack of hope. They have a feeling of no purpose. This is not from the Bible. This is from San Diego.gov. They're depressed, they lack of hope, and they have a feeling of no purpose. My friends, when I read that a few months ago, I said, well, that's the mission of Living Faith Church. The mission of Living Faith Church is this to help people discover their purpose, live in power, and live out their God-given potential. Purpose, power, potential. That is the mission of Living Faith Church. And because that's our mission, I say, you know what? 
I want to tackle this idea or this epidemic of suicidus, of depression, of people who feel hopeless and helpless. I believe the church needs to step up and quit playing church and start reaching out to people who need the church. Say amen. amen. My friends, faith produces hope and hope produces vision. See, I believe that if we have people who are people full of hope and full of vision, we then have people full of life. I have never ever heard of a suicidal visionary. You guys know this lady, she created a great product. She has an amazing empire. But you know what she said before she committed suicide? She says, I have accomplished a lot. This is what she was telling one of her friends because they interviewed everyone. Like, did you know she was committing suicide? Like, no. But the last time I talked to her, is what she said. So I interviewed this friend of hers. Says, you know, she was she was telling me a week ago. You know, I feel like I've reached my peak. I don't feel I have any more vision. I should download that, that interview and post it and watch we watch it. But she, I don't have any more vision for where this company can go. Hence, I don't know where else my life can go. And this lady hung herself with the very strap of the Kate Spade purse. Kate Spade committed suicide in her apartment with her very own product because she felt like there was no more vision for where she could go. This woman who had it all, who had an empire, Kate Spade, I don't feel like it was a dying, dying brand. I feel coaches, but not Kate Spade. <laughs> Anyways, Kate Spade was a brand that's out there, but she felt like there was no more anywhere else to go. And so she has no vision, so she committed suicide. My friends, I believe if we have people who are visionaries, we have people who will end, not the life, but end depression, end their tendencies of hopelessness, because Faith produces hope, and hope produces vision. So the question we have is how do we get vision? How do, we, if you're here tonight and you're saying, Stephen, you're talking about all this stuff, and actually, that's kind of me. Or maybe you say you know a friend who has this. By the way, side note, if you ever say, that was a great message, all these sermons are recorded online that you can go ahead and download or send over links. And you can send your friends these messages. Say, hey, I want you to watch it. Or maybe you want to watch it again. Oh, that was good. I forgot what he said. Rewatch it again. Feel free on YouTube. Amazing. So how do we get vision? We get vision through him. Say him. Him. H-I-M. Yes, I'm talking about Jesus. But I'm talking about the acronym H-I-M. And this is how you can remember it. Him. The first one is how do we get vision in our life? For us to be people who are visionaries. And we're going to be talking about visionary, being a visionary leader, a visionary servant, a visionary husband, a visionary student, a visionary business owner. But vision is a big thing that I really hold passion to. So how do we get vision is through Him. The first one is through our hearing. We get vision by what we hear. Mark 10, 46-52. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and the great multitude, blind Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out even more, Son of David, have mercy on me. 
So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying, Be of good cheer. Rise up. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Okay, let me pause here real quick. What do you want me to do for you? My friends, here's a question that people ask me all the time. If there's really a God, then how come there's starving people in Africa? How come there's a hurting world out there? How come there's so many homelessness? How come there's so much poverty? How come my family's struggling? How come I'm struggling? If there's a God out there who loves us, then how come my family's struggling? Or this is happening. If there's a God out there, let me tell you why. God does not respond to need. He does not respond to need. If God responded to need, then God would be moving all over India right now. But God doesn't respond to need. He never responds to need. God sees I'm broke. Why don't he just provide for me? Put money in my pocket. God sees I need a promotion. God does see it. God saw the blind Barnabas was freaking blind. It's obvious his name is Blind Barnabas. But Jesus doesn't go to him, oh, hey man, I see you're blind. Go, you can see. No, 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 no. Jesus doesn't say, what's your need? He doesn't respond to need. He said to him, what do you want? What do you want for me to do for you? He doesn't respond to needs. He responds to wants. See, need, need is this. It's obvious. I need shoes. I don't have shoes on. But want is a desire. What do you desire God to do for you? My friends, people in India, I'm not saying all, but the people are not desiring. What is your desire? What is your wanting? Not your need, your wanting. In the same sense, the story goes by this man, this barber says, the barber says to this guy cutting his hair, says, oh, you know, I, don't, I know you're a pastor and all, but I don't believe in God. Because if there's God, then why come there's so much tragedy that there's war? And then the man sitting down, the pastor says, well, okay, that's cool. Gets up, the, he's a barber, he goes, hey, you know, by the way, I don't believe there's barbers in, in the world. What do you mean there's no barbers in the world? The barber asked the pastor. I just work on their hair. You saw, I, I'm here, my shop's right here. How you say there's no barbers? You see, if there's barbers, then how come the man over there who's homeless, who has long hair, and it's like nappy and everything, if there's barbers in the world, there'd be no nappy hair. He goes, well, that guy got to sit down on my chair and come at me. And he goes, Jesus. People aren't coming to Jesus. And that's the reason why they're struggling. Oh, I prayed that prayer, Stephen. I prayed once and God still never answered my prayer. I said this last time, last week. Keep on praying. The power of a push prayer. Push prayer is this. Push, P-U-S-H. To keep pushing in. To pray until something happens. Prayer, my friend. This is not a part of my notes. But let me just pause right here and say this right now. I gave this analogy last week. One of our youth groups. So Stephen, I, I, I prayed once and I just gave him the other answer me. I prayed twice and he answered me. So I took his plate. You were at a restaurant. I took his plate. I said, let me grab this from you. He's like, what are you doing? I'm, like, I'm going to show you an experiment. I have a conversation with another, another, another uh, one of our youth, a female. I have a conversation with her. He was like, can I get my plate back? 
one second, I'm trying to experiment. And so I'm talking to her, like, so tell me, what you, how was your week, how was school? Did you get that great, good, great, you know, talking, hey, if your mom told me this, this, we're just having our, uh, can, I have a, uh, can I have a plate back here? Was it, what's the experiment, like, one second? And I kept talking, I just ignored him. And then he was like, dude, I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, John. So tell me, how is your school going? He was like, I want my plate. You're asking me three times. Why are you asking me three times? You already asked me. So the answer is no. Tell me, how's your grade, how's your school? Steve, I really want my plate, like, that's annoying me right now. I'm like, tell me how's your school, I'm like, I might give you the plate. School's good, can I have a plate back? You asked me four times, why? Because that's my plate. So I gave it back to him. I said to him, and that's the reason why, that's how prayer is. If you know that God's a provider, then you keep praying for God to provide for you. I haven't received it yet, keep on asking. Keep on asking. He actually delights in you asking Him. Because it requires faith. He's just showing God, God, I know that that healing belongs to me. So give me my healing. I know, God, that my peace over all my anxiety belongs to me. Give me my peace. I haven't got peace yet, Stephen. Keep on asking for that peace. I haven't got my provision and my prosperity yet. Well, God says you are prosperous. You're the head and not the tail. So keep on asking. My friends, that is prayer. We're going to talk about prayer later on, but let me tell you right now, that prayer is so powerful. Keep on asking. That kid, my youth, was annoyed and kept asking me multiple, multiple times because he knew that belonged to him. So just because you asked once, Stephen, why isn't God asking? Keep on asking. Because when you keep on asking, you're showing God that belongs to me, and I demand it. And then you'll get it. If you read the Lord's Prayer, after that talks about a story about having tenacity in your prayer. So, back to this. What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. Immediately the man received his sight and followed Jesus. My friends, this man was blind. He didn't know Jesus was coming. He didn't know. He couldn't see him. He couldn't see the crowd, but he heard. He heard that Jesus was coming. Go to verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out to Jesus. My friends, the blind heard, blind Emmaus, and called it to Jesus. So how do we hear for us to receive vision? So remember, the man, the Bible says here that the man received his sight. His faith made him well. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by what? Hearing. Say hearing. Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. That's why we come to church. That's the reason why we set our butts down here. That's the reason why we set up and tear down. So we have church. Why do we have church? So faith gets deposited into our spirit. And we go, you know what? Hey, I'm going to believe a little more this week for greater things in my life. I'm going to believe a little more for bigger promotions, for a little more for better health. I'm going to believe a little bit more. And every time you get that little droplet of faith into you because you heard the word a little bit at a time, the moment you get one drop at a time, the moment you get a full ocean. And now you're sinking in faith. And it's faith is a currency of heaven. My friends, how do we receive vision in our life? The first one for H is we hear. Say hear. 
Never neglect church. Church is a place that you come to hang out, to worship God, of course, but to hear the word. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Number two, I for imagine. Say imagine. Imagination is so powerful. It's such a powerful thing. Everything in our world is on imagination. Before we set up the stage and before we even have the church, we imagine what are we going to do? Before we set the cameras, we said, well, let's imagine what kind of cameras. Okay, well, let's imagine how this will be set up. Okay, and people who build this building, with all the buildings in downtown, they had to draw it up in their mind, then put it on paper. But it's all about imagining. Imagination is such a key factor. You know, Disney hires, they pay them a six-figure income. I think I read somewhere online that it was like 15,000 people. 15,000 people are hired full-time, eight hours a day, to not do anything but sit, they call it think tanks, and just imagine. That's their job. 15,000 people can pay six figures to sit down their butts, and literally, they look at a wall, and they just imagine. And every hour or that, they just type up what they imagine. They're given topics what to imagine. Okay, guys, we got to think about a new ride. The, the idea is Pocahontas. Go. Come back here in five hours. And everyone just thinks for eight hours, six figures. What kind of job is that, right? My friends, did you know the most richest people in the world are imaginaries? They're not imaginary through faith, but I'm saying like they're visionaries, they imagine all the time. The people who work with this are the people who get paid the most. Unfortunately, the people who work with this, their hands, and get busy, get paid the least. Isn't that crazy? So the bigger you have an imagination, the richer you get. Keep that in mind. That's a free business tip for you guys. Genesis 15:5. This is God talking to Abram here. Before Abram had any kind of kids, he was this old, old man and gained this courage. Then he brought him outside, Abram, and he said, Look, imagine, look now towards heaven. Look up and count the stars. If you're able to count them, he said to him, So shall your descendants be. He's having Abram imagine the stars and say, Wow, all of these are representatives of my children. One, two, three, four. All these stars. God took Abram out to imagine. My friends, God is the first imaginary. He is the one who first said, Abram, go out and imagine. As far as your eyes, look at that. Everything you can see. To Adam, he says, as far as your eyes can see, the east, the west, the north, the south, I want, that's all yours. He gives us vision through imagination. When you look outside with your eyes open, you have sight. The moment you close your eyes and you look around, you have vision. My vision is always filled up, plus more, open up those with people who would say and say, Stephen, because of your crew and your people who set up every single week, who put in hours and time, because of this church, I am no longer suicidal. I am now an entrepreneur and a business owner, and I'm changing my family tree from poverty to riches, and I'm a visionary. And I'm imagining people's lives impacted who are sitting all around here. I'm imagining that for myself. For this church. My friends, just FYI, we're not here for making this church because of money. This church is because for people. 
we actually say, you know, we give back so much to this church. You know, everything paid for by us, by us. Praise the Lord. The vision behind it is because people matter. You know, they say what really matters is, are you going to be? Oh, you know, who's a great business owner? Or are people going to come to you and say, this guy impacted my life. That's even bigger impact. Money is not impact. Oh, but I want to make a lot. For all you business owners who know me as a businessman, oh, but I want to leave a legacy with money. Money isn't legacy, my friends. How many of you all know your great, 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 great grandparent? And how much money they leave you? Y'all can't name them, probably not. Maybe you ask your parents. Your parents don't even know who they are. And you ask them, how much money do they leave me? I don't know. They left me something, but I don't know. My friends, that's not legacy. What's legacy is, wow, Uncle so-and-so built this town, and he was like the most loved person. Everyone loved him. So what is the legacy you're going to leave? So what are you imagining in your life? Are you living your life day-to-day, -day just living life, you know what, I have a job, I want to survive, just like a lot of my clients back in the days, I just want to make enough money just to survive. So they go, okay, just do just enough. But what are you imagining in your life? Say, if you say you want to be a singer, you want to be a performer, stand up on a stage, go up on the chair and stand up and look around and say, wow, all the crowds and me performing. Imagination is so key. What are you imagining in your life? And the final one here, M, is to magnify. So first one is here. What are you hearing? Two is your imagination. We're talking about how do you get vision is through him. H, here, I, imagine. And the last point here is M, magnify. Numbers chapter 13, it talks about a story about Moses sending out 12 spies to go and spy out the land of Canaan. Go check it out. See what it's like. The 12 spies, 12, the, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 spies go out and go and look around. Oh, let's see what's, what it's like. Ten spies, ten spies said, oh my gosh, it's so negative, it's so bad. The people, they're like giants. And we're like little grasshoppers in their eyes. They started really talking about all the, they really gave a story. It's a long story. Look it up, Numbers chapter 13. And they go on and on and on about how negative it is and how they can't tackle these people. And how we're such little people, they were magnifying The fact of the matter is, yes, these guys are huge. Yes, these guys have bigger weapons and whatever else. But there was 10 spies with negative report who really talked it up and magnified. You know what magnifying glass does? It gets a little ant and turns the ant big. You get a magnifying glass and it makes something big. So the question is the thing, these 10 spies put a magnifying glass on the situation of this thing they spied on. We can't tackle the land. These guys are huge. The 10 spies had negative report. But two spies said, yeah, they're big, but we can tackle them. We can tackle them. We can get them. Look at this story. Good bedtime story. Chapter 13. Read it tonight. The two spies says, yes, we can tackle We can get them. And they magnified the solution that we could do it. Now, did they see different things? 
No, they saw the exact same thing. They saw the exact same land. But 10 of them magnified the problem. Two of them actually magnified God. And says, God's on our slide. We can tackle these guys. And the 10 of them, oh, but they're so big. We're grasshoppers, according to them. Small little tiny little grasshoppers. They were telling that story of how small they are compared to them. So we can't go to war with them. And when you finish the story in Numbers 13, the Bible says the 10 spies who magnified the problem, they died. The two spies that magnified their God, they survived and inherited the promised land. My friends, what are you magnifying tonight? What are you magnifying this week? My issues are so big. My problems, I would love to be a visionary and, and have a good life and be successful, but this is a situation I'm not sure about. This is not really something I can, I don't know if I can handle this. You see, I mean, that's, this is the Bible, but even in the non the Bible, People out there in the world will say, so as the mind conceives, and so you shall achieve. He says, if you believe it in your mind, you'll achieve it. I say, when I used to speak back in the days in corporations and stuff, whatever you believe is how you behave, how you behave is what you become. So if you believe small, you behave small, and then you become small. If you believe you can't achieve millions of success and, and influence. If you believe that, then you're going to behave like you never can achieve success and influence. And then your future is you have no success and no influence. Oh, but I can't be a public speaker. I'm not a public speaker. If you believe you're not a good speaker, you're going to behave like you're not a good speaker and you're going to become not a good speaker. You see how this works? If you believe my life is full of misery and depression and negativity, then you're gonna behave full of depression, negativity, and you'll just your future. You become depression and negativity. It all starts in what it is you believe. What it is you believe. What is it that you believe? What are you magnifying in your life? I don't know if this will take off. You're gonna believe it doesn't take it won't take off. You're gonna act like it won't take off. You're gonna behave it won't take off. And then your future is you're never gonna take off. So who do we magnify? Magnify. Psalm 34, 3. Oh magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. My friends, who do you need to believe? If you can't believe in yourself, then believe in God. But how can I believe in something I can't see? How can I believe in a, in a, in a figure, a, a deity that I can't touch or feel? That's what's called faith. You say, you know what? Gosh darn it. I'm going to try this out. Gosh, diggy darn. My friends, don't be like the 10 spies 
who won't believe in God and instead just focus on what's in front of them. I believe in what I see. I believe in my problems. My problems is this is what it is. That's great. That's fine. Dang. That's all hope and spoke. That's all positive thing. But I just see what I see. Because that's all you're going to get. That's all you're going to get. But the two spies that saw God, they didn't see the giants. Although the giants were there, they saw it physically. But they said, you know, I see God. You know, the David, when all the Israelites were about to fight the Philistines, all the Israelites were all fearful. They saw his armor. They saw how big he is. They saw how little they are. They saw the fear. But David said, I see God. And because I see God, the Bible says, if God is for me, who can be against me? So my friends, tonight, I believe that we need to have people in here who will rise up and be visionaries, to be new visionaries. Maybe you had a vision in the past, but it died. Maybe you had a vision a week ago, a year ago, two years ago. Maybe you had a vision 10 years ago. And maybe now you just, maybe I'll just settle for just this. My vision was all this, but I'll just settle for this. I'll go ahead and lower my vision and my expectations. And why do we do that? So we don't get disappointed. Why do we do that? So we, because we've been disappointed. My friends, it's time to stop trusting in yourself, but trusting in God and saying, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and believe for all of that and let God show up and show off. Can everyone stand to your feet, please? Everyone close your eyes, bow your heads. You know, I believe that things that are spiritual are not just taught. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, yes. But I believe that things of spiritual are not taught but caught. That's the reason why we believe in laying of hands. That's the reason why we believe in and people anointing each other and saying, you know, they're, they're touching, you know, the hand is such a powerful thing, the power of agreement. So tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. I want to lay hands on people. Not lay hands, I'm going to beat you up. But lay hands on, as in like, actually pray that God would impart vision into you. I'm not going to actually come up here because it's a small spot. But I'm going to, I'm going to actually walk over to you and lay my hand on you. So if that's you tonight, you're saying, Stephen, first off, Pray for me, Stephen. I need to have a bigger vision for my life. Or I need to renew my vision for my life. If that's your eyes closed, every head bowed, no one looking around. If you can just raise your hand. Say, I need a bigger vision, a better vision for my life. Amen, amen, amen. So Father God, right now, I'm going to go around and just lay my hands as the people out and pray. Father God, I pray that right now, God, you would impart vision into people's lives. Pour out your spirit, Father God. Lord, every disappointment, God, every every heartache, every person who's dealt with something that in their life, Father God, broke down, that caused them to not dream bigger. God, I pray for vision. Pour out your spirit, Father God, and 
bring vision upon their lives like never before. And Father God, tonight I pray that every person watching this recording, that God, I pray that they themselves will be having vision, new visions, new dreams, bigger visions, bigger dreams, and that they would not trust in themselves, but trust in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I pray, God, that tonight there will be a spirit and atmosphere of new levels. Pour out your spirit. Now, tonight you're here and you say, Stephen, I want to begin this relationship with Jesus. You're talking about trusting God. You're talking about, you know, believing in God. I don't know about all this belief and all this other stuff. But Stephen, tonight, I want to take a step of faith. Say, yes, Stephen, pray for me. I want to begin this journey of discovery. I'm not saying I'm into it, but discovery. This God. If that's you, if you just look at me and wink at me. Amen. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you are beginning our journey into faith. Father, pour out your spirit fresh and in you. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Pour out your spirit fresh in you. Everyone, just turn your hands and you're about to receive something. Just turn your hands forward to this. Just put your hands out in front of you that you're about to receive. And repeat this prayer after me and say, Dear Jesus, I receive your blessings. I receive your anointing. Pour out more over my life. I receive it now. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.